Hey, it's the best idea of all time. The podcast where we watch Carol every week and then we talk about Carol every week. That's right. I'm Alice. I'm Laser. And our special guest today is good friend. Very good friend. Ukulele songwriter, incredible creator of many things. Her hair looks great. And her name is Molly Lewis. Molly Lewis. That's me. Hello. Hi, Molly. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being our first guest. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to watch Carol. And then the podcast is a nice bonus. Oh, my gosh. So we just watched it together over Discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were texting a little bit, but I need to know what you knew about Carol going in mm-hmm. to start. Um, well, really, it was pretty much entirely from conversations with you two. Um, <laughs> I knew that there were two, at least two lesbians. I hadn't really f- accounted for more lesbians than that. Um, yeah, at least- you, you seemed excited that there were more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I thought these were the yeah. first two lesbians that God created out of <laughs> Adam's ribs. Um, <laughs> at least one of them was named Carol. It wouldn't have surprised me if they were both named Carol, and that's how they met, because that seems like a very lesbian sort of thing. Um, yes, ex- absolutely. I knew that at one point they eat creamed spinach with a poached egg on it. Um, yeah, yes. And there's a character outside the movie named Harold, and a supporting character of Harold. <laughs> Um, who has to deliver to the Herald the important information that they're lesbians. Um, yes. yes. I think that's all I knew about it. Great. Well, what, what are your first reactions uh, after, after seeing it? Uh, well, there were more lesbians than I was expecting, um, and that's always a okay. treat. Um, I thought Absolutely. the taxi cabs looked really cool. There were a lot of taxi There's so cabs. many taxi cabs in this film. A lot yes. of driving. Um, and a lot of old-timey motels and model trains. Wasn't expecting model trains. Very excited yes, about the big model, model train, train motif. theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the movie, you, te- you texted us, oh, there are model trains in this. And I said, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Oh, just you, that's how you know you're a lesbian, is that you like model trains more than dolls. Yeah, my grandpa was the biggest lesbian of all, it turns out. <laughs> uh, I think my, my, my sort of major takeaway from Carol is that it feels like the counterweight to people who say that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and insist upon it. Like the fact that yes. Carol is also a Christmas movie, it like restores balance to my universe. You know what we're, I mean? We're saying it more and more. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Everybody's Christmas talking Carol? about it. A Carol for Christmas. A Carol for Christmas. Well, okay. So which character did you identify with the most? I mean, you've got your Carol, you've got your Therese, you've got... So we call him Barge. Because, because his name is Harge, but, it, but, but my phone autocorrects it to Barge. <laughs> and he's always barging in. Yes. Uh, we got Richard, who we call Triangle Man, because he's shaped like a big triangle. And, yeah, and, and in the first scene, he's standing in front of a bunch of triangles mm-hmm. on the ground. There's yeah. my kid brother, Danny, uh, who was taking yes. notes Danny about McElroy. a movie, which I found myself doing. Yeah. Yeah, so no, it's like very, it's very meta. Very relatable. Yeah. Um, and then there's, of course, Abby, who is the, Abby. Queen, the queen of yeah. the movie. Who, 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 do either of you relate to Abby? Abby seems kind of too good for this world. She's great. I think Alice is Abby. We, we've said that in our friendship, uh, Laser is the Carol and I am the Abby. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Laser, how do you feel about that? I feel but, fine about it. I feel accurate, I feel yeah. good. You better feel fine and you nitwit. <laughs> I don't know if I could take it anymore. Should I be the Therese then to balance out this triad? I mean, you could be you could be whoever you want. Um, because I've certainly never had a nicotine addiction or a custody problem, so I don't know that I'm the Carol. Um, okay, that's fair. That's fair. 
Yeah. Though I think I, I was, I can't remember what the analogy was I was thinking of, but I kind of expected from just, you know, the gifts I've seen, which is really all I know, I knew of the visual of this movie going in. That's how that, we consume media now is in GIF format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's basically what the in memoriam reel is at the Oscars, right? It's just a bunch of GIFs <laughs> of people who are once alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I thought that, you know, Kate Blanchett just kind of levitates in on a cloud and just kind of, you know, like, you know, the good witch of the north and just kind of taps her little wand on people and turns them into lesbians. But there was actually, you know, Carol had feelings too. Which yeah. should have expected. The scene in Frankenberg's is literally that. Yeah, she just shows yeah. up with gloves and turns people into lesbians. Just kind of this fur-shaped cloud, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very... We're, we are not... We have not yet discussed the book on the podcast. I've started reading it. We're going to talk about it in two mm-hmm. episodes. Right, so, so, okay. so this is currently episode five. In okay. episode seven, in two weeks, we're going to start talking about the book. I'm also mm-hmm. going to read it. Yeah, so listeners, if you don't want the book spoiled, the time is now. Well, the, the, time, the time to listen is now. The, yeah. The book will be spoiled in two weeks. Yes. Well, and, and the book I, will have been spoiled by you having seen the movie Carol, um, I would imagine. That's true, you, but there are, there are differences. Mm. Wait, so you, you've done, this is the fifth episode of the podcast? This is our fifth episode. We, this is the f- fifth time we've watched it together for the podcast. We've also watched it together at least once before. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen it probably like five or, five or so more times before that. Okay, so. I was going to ask how, de- how deep into the Carol hole you find yourselves. Pretty, pretty deep to the point where this time I, I'm getting, okay, here are my, my notes this time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Behind. Okay. You remember when we first meet Triangle Man, he's on the sidewalk and there's a bunch of chalk underneath him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, he, uh, Therese is looking out the window and she, and he's like, you look so beautiful. Even first thing in the morning, one of the things on the sidewalk that's written is TS for Taylor Swift. That's just an interesting thing that a lot of people don't know. Lesbians Uh, love Taylor Swift. Lesbians. Mm -hmm. Um, and Taylor Swift is like 90 years old. So she would have been around back then. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just, some some extras. I love this, like the Freud looking guy in the scene that bookends the movie. Like you see him so clearly as this like bald guy with a very impeccable white beard. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting into him. I think we need to to shout him out during our participatory Carol viewings. Right, right. So we're in the process of fully turning this into Rocky Horror. Yeah, mm-hmm. we now shout mm-hmm. out about half the lines in the movie. We've come yeah. up with jokes like in our last episode. We talked mm-hmm. about how every time a shot is a shot is taken through a window, like yeah. like you're looking through a window at someone. We scream window. Yeah, okay. It's like it's like at least seventy seventy percent of the shots in the movie is what you've learned. Yeah, Molly, yeah. what was your thought on framing? Because you mentioned that when we were watching. <laughs> yeah, it it struck me pretty quick because there was a lot of shots, particularly of Rooney Mara, which makes me think it was probably intentional and not just the cinematographer yeah. falling asleep. But she was framed like a like in a Zoom call where like if you imagine the screen divided into, you know, a grid of three by three as you ought to. She was in the bottom yeah. sort of center quadrant most of the time. Um, yeah. And there were any shot that was in a restaurant. There was it was framed real wide, like to get the other people in the restaurant, which was mostly like balding white men. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it was just sort of something felt kind of accidental about the whole thing. Um, which is, I okay. don't know if that's maybe to highlight, like, look at the framing in Rooney, Mar- uh, what's her name, Teresa's photographs, isn't she? This is what proper framing looks like. I don't know what that was about. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of framing stuff in this film. Like, I mean, because it's so much about Therese being a photographer, right? And like, that's yeah. one of the themes. And then also all, so much of it being through windows. So much of it being through windows. So much, so much of it. And doors. Mm-hmm. And I think, but a lot of it is about like whose face you see during conversations. And like, there's the conversation at the beginning and the end that bookends the movie, but you see different f- people's faces. Right. So actually I have a note about that. Um, in the first shot that we see when we see um, Jack looking over before he walks over, Carol is saying her line, would you, as in, would you like to come live in my apartment with me? And I don't know. I just, every time we see that scene again in the background, I'm picking up on them saying the actual dialogue that we hear later in the movie. Yeah. We've watched this movie a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the movie starts with this, like, it's, here's a dude, this is a dude movie, and then you, like, it more and more becomes, like, the women get bigger and bigger in the frame the more you get into the movie. Yeah, and I really appreciated this movie's general treatment of the straights. Like, there was just no ambiguity about, like, oh, see, like, these brown sacks of men, like, huffing up the stairs. Like, oh, the straights <laughs> are rolling in. Gotta stop talking about lesbian stuff. They suck. Um, So... Tell me um, how you felt about the costumes. Would you wear any of these? I would wear pretty much all of them, including like Triangle Man's clothes, Danny McElroy's yes. clothes. Like I would pilfer from the, co- like I drive most of the cars, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of that sort of LA noir 40s, 50s kind of that. Those are the costumes I would take. Just, you know, final yeah. Pam's era, right? That's sort of her era. <laughs> exactly. Sort of 50s. exactly. Yeah. Just to put it in context, final Pam's era. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Final Pam is the Abby of, uh, right? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Did you have a favorite costume? Favorite costume was um, when they were ignoring uh, Tommy Two Time at the Continental Breakfast, that blue jacket oh, that yeah. Carol waltzed in with, with her little AAA oh, map. Yes. Yeah, take that in a hot little hurry. Put some elbow patches on there. Mwah, chef's kiss. She's, it's such a good look, and she has this little yellow like bandana on that, make, that reminds me so much of a Boy Scout bandana, and yeah. it's just like, you're just making it so hot, Carol, like everything you're doing, and you're side-eyeing this boy so hard, yeah. I'm just, it's There's really working for me. No patience for the man. No, <laughs> no patience. that whole look and that whole scene was like, men are obsolete. That was the thesis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, Molly, uh, you're a musician. Sure. True. Let's okay. go with that. Yeah. Um, uh, how do you feel about the use of of music in this film? Because there's like basically one instrumental song that comes back a lot. That uh, that no, not wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Molly, can you call my phone? phone? Yeah. Call Alice Lee. Here. Trying. Calling to... Alice Lee. Okay. So is that, that just song. for me, or is that the general? That's the general. <laughs> that's setting? just my ringtone now. Okay. Should I leave you a voice? No, I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) So yeah, there's that song. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like, Therese plays the piano. There's the mint julep song that we got trapped on forever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we did. Our our stream was buffering a lot, unfortunately. (laughs) It was the mint mint julep time loop. Just time to crush the ice in your mint julep. There was a Mary Ford song that I picked out, uh, the smoke ring song, that Mm. Uh, just at some point my algorithm just kind of fed to me in a list of like sad girl songs and I went oh okay I'll, t- I'll take that and now I understand oh. why it was fr- I'm sure it originated okay, okay. from Carol did you notice Laser's favorite thing about that shot the smoke ring shot no because I did I think it was gone before I could take it in it's backwards <laughs> 
Oh yeah. The this like the smokestack so- shot is that what we're talking about? Yes. Where they're like on the train or like it's not a train, but they're in the car. Yeah. Yeah, it's delightful. So yeah, how do you how do you feel? Do you do you think about music and movies? We've watched this so much, we have no distance from it. Yes. So like <laughs> we think about everything in the film so, all the time. Yeah, even just, when we're not watching or podcasting, spending a lot of time thinking about Carol. You're just seeing the world in Carol vision now. Oh, absolutely. Everything yeah. is Carol now. Everything is Carol. So, how- no, I didn't notice like the soundtrack choices so much, but the score would definitely because you know they're, they're lesbians, Harold. Like. A lot of the mm-hmm. really the the shots were just them either talking quietly in a restaurant with you know shots of straight like sh- straight people framed into the shot so that you know they have to play it cool I guess I guess that's what that represents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of them goes to a phone booth to cry. Um, but like <laughs> between just them kind of staring at each other, the music would kind of swell and Rooney Mara's lips would pucker just a little bit, and you go, "Oh, I see, lesbians happening." Like <laughs> it was doing. A- a lot of lifting, just I would hear like some oboe and go, ah, she just realized something about herself or some harp glissando, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You mentioned the infamous meme, Harold are lesbians. We talked yeah. about this a little bit on text during the film. I want to know, um, I- I've long suspected that the scene where they're having lunch together with the tomato spinach and, or the cream spinach and over poached eggs is, mm-hmm. is the scene where the, the woman turns to the man and says, Harold, they're lesbian. Uh-huh. This is the context for this. If anybody hasn't heard, is that there there somebody's in a movie theater at one thirty p.m. and the, there are two. There's an older older couple in front of them, and one turns to the other and says, "Harold, they're lesbian." Right. Um, we're five episodes in. Surely they've heard of this by now. I, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how people live their lives. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you were positing during the movie that maybe it happened during a later scene. Do you have a do you have a do you have a theory on when the infamous Harold, they're lesbians takes place? Yeah, to go back to my earlier note about the bonkers cinematography of this film, it's just kind of all over the place. But the scene where they get into a car together and it's just these really mm. close, like unusually close shots of things like the, the back of the arm of her coat and then like the pull, the pull handle on the radio and the hands on the steering wheel and stuff. And there is no sensible reason to show the inside <laughs> of a car like that. Like if you're thinking it's such like a these are just sensual shot of going through the Holland Tunnel, <laughs> just two gals going through the Lincoln Tunnel, just yeah, yeah, two friends, yeah. just a friend and a roommate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 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 actually, something that we discovered recently on, on one of our recent watches is that there's a scene interspersed in there that's actually shot from Therese at the end of the movie, um, around the meeting that we see at the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. Yeah. There's yeah. a shot of her in, in, in the later outfit. And so it, we think it's her, this is all her remembering this. And so all of those like very intense shots of like the, the arm, her arm or Carol's hand on the, on the wheel and the, and the radio, those are probably all representing like the, the very vivid memories that Therese oh. has because this oh, yeah. is really the that first time the, she's been with Carol. The few, one of the few cinematic decisions in the film that made, uh, complete sense to me like because yeah absolutely when you get yeah. in your crush's car for the first time you notice everything about it you just kind of take in mm-hmm. their whole environment when you go to their apartment um but if you're harold say someone like harold that might not be immediately apparent you know <laughs> if we're yes, just looking fair. at like the grill of a car and like a lady's knee and just kind of not imagery <laughs> that a harold type would associate with just a car drive to the countryside you know yeah well, so the other thing I was thinking, what I thought during the movie this time was, 
Maybe they're just dense and it's when they start kissing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't until, like, the presidential suite, if the rate's attractive, like, that kind of level. Like, I mean, that's that's even before. Like, it, it takes two more hotels before they actually start making out. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, that's, I, I do love the idea that this film... I mean, because they're not going to show the kiss in the trailer, I don't think, probably. So it's just, like, a bunch of people back in 2015 going... Oh, a movie about the 50s. Let's go. Like, we, we loved the 50s. We're, you know, <laughs> the folks of a certain age. Let's just go check it out. Why, is, why are these women looking at each other like this? Kind of what like, are they talking I'm about? I'm delighted by it. Who's Harge? I'm, why doesn't she want to be with is, her daughter for Christmas? I don't get it. Oh, my gosh. Um, you wanted to talk about the tomato as- aspic lunch scene. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. Dish. In learning of, in doing research for the podcast, I did look up what tomato aspic is. Are either of you familiar with this dish? No. Molly? Is it like a congealed tomato? Is it like sort of a, gel- yes, a gelatinous it is, kind of thing? Okay. It, it is a tomato jello salad. Oh, gross. Ooh, I oh. grew up in the Midwest, and but my family never partook in the like jello salad trend. Um, and thankfully, I think mm. um, I will not be making tomato aspic for, for <laughs> okay. us. No matter how many lunches you want to have of it, laser. But uh, I mean, I do I'll love make it. tomato aspic and let you know how it is. I love gel- gelatinized okay, things. I looked up because okay. I think Alice, you sent the creamed spinach recipe from the movie, and I was I going did. to make it. I was going to walk up the hill and get the stuff, but it's like a cup of half and half per pound of spinach. Yes, it's like I, I it's, it's an artery blocker. I don't want that, and then have to so sit in front of a cream. microphone. I'd be like burping and just right into this microphone if I had. Thank you for warning me. It is a miracle we were able to do that podcast episode at all. <laughs> it was a it was a heavy it was some heavy spinach, I will say it. Okay, so what did you think of Rindy, the baby? I, I thought it was weird the whole time that Rindy and Therese had the same haircut. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I was supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, having seen Freud in the first scene and stuff, I wasn't sure how much to mm-hmm. read into that. Oh yeah, I mean you see a baby picture of Rindy, you see a baby picture of Therese, and there's like there are moments like when they're in the car and there's that announcement on the when Therese is asleep and they go like, it's it's Christmas time for the president elect. What is Christmas without a young person to watch them open their presents or something like that? All he cares about is watching his grandkids open their presents. Because Christmas is meaningless without children and Carol's all sad and then she looks at Therese and like pulls a blanket over. Yeah. Like there's definitely a like, I am sad about my child and i have a young woman that i, I need to mother seducing. something yeah 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 that's real um i also am starting to think that the photo of therese as a baby is actually one of the rindy actresses oh really <laughs> i mean we only see it for a second i don't know where else they would have gotten that photo from but it looks a lot like her oh, okay i I don't, I don't know that would be weird i didn't that would get be weird. that good of a look at her yeah, um, it's it is. Wait, a- Laser said something very fun to me, dur- funny to me during this watch, <laughs> which is when they get to they get to Carol's house for the first time after the Christmas tree lot. Rindy comes out and says, and 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 Carol says, "Oh, I bought I brought something for you." And Rindy says, "Is it blue?" Um, and Therese is wearing blue, so I was like, "Did you bring me Therese? Is Therese my present? <laughs> you brought me a new mommy, know. a mommy who will go skating with me. Yeah, who won't abandon me with my boring dad? Keep dad under the sink. Oh gosh, what what did you take notes on, Molly? What what took what struck you about the film Carol, twenty fifteen? Kate um, Blanchett. I wrote that I want the Carol Abbey prequel movie, if not a miniseries. Yes, like, yes. not even like their origin story because that was kind of addressed in the film, but. 
I just kind of want to see them doing like lesbo crimes with each other. You know, pulling a fast they, one on like ha- like Hodge would be sort of the like, oh, I if you weren't for you meddling lesbians, you know. <laughs> I love or- Hodge as a name, by yeah. the way. I'm very into that. Um, <laughs> What's his name again? Harge? Harge. Harges. 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 Um, I mean, them in the car with their like, uh, band, like ketchup and mustard headscarves. Their headscarves, yeah. like absolutely gorgeous, 100%. badass. Like, I want their freedom. Oh my god, is this in? Is this like connected to Ocean's Eight? I can Is this like? Can Almost we connect certainly. them in the canon somehow? I mean, yes. there's the theory that all Kate Blanchett movies are connected, right? right. Like, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. long, be- I've long believed that all Christian Bale movies are the same, and so in every movie <laughs> he's also playing Batman, mm-hmm. but. Um, Kate Blanchett makes total sense. Like we've talked about the Gladrial glow that she has at the end of the movie. She does have a Gladrial glow in her eyes, <laughs> which is a very specific Lord of the Rings reference. What if she got the glow in Lord? Why? What if she has it in Lord of the Rings because she had a romance with Therese? Yeah, of course, <gasps> that makes perfect sense. It all comes, it all comes uh-huh. together. Um, it wasn't because she saw the lights at the end of the world and the trees of the of life. It was because she. she Did you say the trees? She had of sex life? with a shop girl. Yeah, it's a th- yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah. Okay, I want to know more about the prequel movie. When does it start? What happens in it? Well, certainly. I mean, it would be fun to see them getting up to like you know adolescent crimes when they're ten and so on. But I think certainly yes. maybe sort of you know university age. I don't know how long Harge has been in the picture, but well before him, surely. Yeah, yeah. He, ten years. So yeah, I would. I think it starts with them as kids. At, at, as 10 year olds yeah and then it flashes up to them as as teenagers and then it ends the movie with intercut scenes from carol yeah some scout finch ass like you know they're picking frogs and stuff catching lightning bugs yeah they they have to solve mysteries and it's always like missing gloves like people are always leaving gloves behind places and they have to go find them they're doing crimes but they don't know why and it's because they're both gay but they don't realize it yet yeah they're acting out they're really confused why boys keep talking to them. Just all these girls keep going missing, and they're like, well, what do you think, Abby and Carol? And they're like, we're on it, sir. And then it's always just the girls making out with another girl and didn't tell her boyfriend. Like, that's the solution to every there's crime. absolutely an older lesbian who is there to give them advice and says, don't be a stoop. Don't be a stoop. <laughs> don't be a stoop. You're the one who canceled on us, you nitwit. All right, Molly, I have to ask you about my other, my other, the other burning mystery in this movie, Carol, which is... Yes. Abby knows everything. I don't know yes. if you noticed, but mm-hmm. Abby was the one who telegrammed that they were, were being followed by a private investigator. Mm-hmm. Then after they get back, Carol has talked to Therese for months, but Abby knows that she's working at the Times and says she's thriving. Mm-hmm. How, do, how, do, how does Abby know everything, Molly? I mean, just Abby's connected to the Whisper. I assume she's connected to this Carrie Brownstein person who apparently had a name. Um, like, just kind of, <laughs> she just Genevieve. talks to... A- Genevieve. Ge- Genevieve, yeah. She had a full, she had a first name and a last name, um, and she was in one yeah. scene. Um, Apparently, not, a lot of her scenes got cut. That's that's what she has said in an interview. Ah, oh, well, that's released. Release the Carrie Brownstein cut, you cowards! Don't be a stoop. Don't be a stoop. Release the Carrie Brownstein cut. We agree. Um, we think that Carrie Brownstein is a t- is a time lord yes. because she looks so out of touch with the rest of the like fashion and the yeah. her face does not look like she's in the 50s she, she, i do not believe her being in any period piece she looks like she just stepped out of a capital one commercial or something yeah. they, they just tell her dress like 1950s and she just wears the thing she normally wears yeah it's delightful though i love her 
Um, I assume Abby's just connected to like all the lesbians in Manhattan. Just like every there's some sort of whisper network. Um, they send like yeah. carrier pigeons or something. Uh, just sort of notes handed through waiters at the various dinettes. You know, I'm here for that. It's like like Sherlock Holmes kind of stuff where he has like that that whisper network, but it's all people in fashionable slacks. Yeah, like the London Bark from 101 Dalmatians, but it's lesbians. You know. <laughs> A much, hour. a much better reference. I'm so sorry. I used something obscure like Sherlock instead of something relatable like 101 Dalmatians. God, it really is 2015 all over again. <laughs> um, uh, um, okay, so uh, we love the props in this film, as you can tell. Yes. Molly, we're wearing hats. Alice has the camera. Alice yeah. has the suitcase. Alice has the with Therese the- hat. What is that kind of hat yes. called? It's called the Scottish Tam. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just repeat what I said in the past episode. This is what we call on the podcast the Carol Collection Corner, yes. which, wherein I will buy every plot prop in the movie Carol by the time we're yeah. done with the podcast. Um, the Scottish Tam is a traditional Scottish hat. This mm-hmm. is a vintage one from the 50s. You can't, the ones that they make now, like the ones that are mass produced, do not use this pattern. This is a pa- like this vertical stripe pattern. is yeah. something that I've only saw on the, on the, on the vintage ones. And so... I'm still looking for, for Therese's, but this is as close as I could find color Yeah, it's wise. just white instead of yellow, but it's almost Oh, exactly the, the, the yellow's the that. difference. But the, the striping mm-hmm. seems, seems accurate. Too bad there's yep. not a Norman Rockwell, like, butter girl, butter boy in this film, because it was the right time period for that, wasn't it? Or does this predate the butter children? That is true. It was definitely the right time. Yeah, there's, there's a lamp that's in the Waterloo, Iowa hotel, right? Yes, it's in, it's in, Waterloo, it's in Waterloo, Iowa. It's in the scene where... Um, it's in the scene where they um, confront Tommy Tucker with the gun. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in the scene where they make love. Um, it's very good. So, so actually, so actually, I need to stop you there. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the lamp next week. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk more but, about. The but lamp. until then, I all what we said in the last episode. I need to amend. Gender is still a prison. The mm-hmm. lamp's maybe not so great. Oh no. Okay. Great. Oh no. Well, that's good. So lamp talk next week, book the week after that. How far out do you have this uh, timeline? Because there's obviously a lot to oh, explore. Oh, we have, we, uh, there is so much to explore. I mean, Carol is, we, we have, there's a book, there's a comic book coming out or yes. a graphic Ooh. novel coming out about, that is a um, biography. An, yeah, a biography of Patricia Highsmith who wrote the <gasps> novel, The Price of Salt, um, that I just found out about because uh, a Twitter friend of mine, Biz Michael, was a, uh, sensitivity reader and they were like yeah i was really confused why they needed a jewish sensitivity reader on this book um yeah. and the reason is Patricia uh highsmith is a terrible person yeah very anti-semitic S- hugely anti-semitic really bad um but yeah no apparently the book is great so i'm very excited i think that comes out in march to read that and talk about it yeah yeah i have a, I have a new goal for this podcast as yes. a result of this watch which is we have to get glasses manager Pamela Haynes. I love her. Theoretical yes. relative to the director, Todd Haynes, on our show before the end of the year. Oh, no you need kidding. To, yeah, so you, did, did you She's love her? Yeah. Every, every scene, she was in like, what, two, three scenes and mm-hmm. stole, stole yep. everyone. Yeah. I thought that she was Carrie Brownstein from a distance and was thinking like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. No, there different lady. Okay. Apparently all different brunettes look like Carrie Brownstein to me with the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, she's got, she's got the look. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, I, 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 since we're doing uh, updates. Last mm-hmm. week on the podcast, I emailed Kate Beaton um, to ask about the Waterloo, Iowa sign. Yes. Um, 
which is obviously a Kate Beaton illustration. I'm so excited yeah. for this. You have no idea how excited I am for this. Um, okay. Yeah. It's not as exciting as a as it could be, but uh, I, here is the email I got back from Kate. Hi, Laser. You, you have a podcast just about that movie? Uh, great question, Kate. Uh, very fair. I have not actually ever watched it, but I'm aware of the Napoleon. People started telling me about it when it came out, and I saw a still of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's my drawing. <laughs> but I don't know how prominently it is featured in the film. But that's all there is to it. No one from the film ever contacted me, oh permission-wise or anything like that. <gasps> Either wow. someone likes my work, or they image-searched Napoleon cartoon in the art department and scooped the drawing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how these things are done normally either. I'm sorry it's not much of a story. That's no, this is, yeah. this is another runner for your podcast is to get to the bottom of this mystery. Yeah, we gotta get the we gotta get the art department because they because they constructed like a six foot tall version of that drawing. I know. I was looking mm-hmm. at it to try to see like is that real or is that digital? You know, but it looks real. I think it's real. Yeah, they just stole it. We are gonna get whoever worked on this movie canceled. We're gonna get we're gonna get Carol canceled. You're gonna get future publications of Carol edited. With like some yes. sort of bogus public domain Napoleon, it's got to be like a CG Java. The that's that's what you got to of... do. You got to remove the Kate Beaton art theft, and you got to get all those Carrie Brownstein scenes back in. You got to start a groundswell. <laughs> it's yes. gonna be a CG Carrie Brownstein in front of the water. You know, while lights. we're making wishes for this podcast, can I also make a wish? Yes. I want by the end of next November for there to be a Carol advent calendar. I want every day of December to open up and get yes. a different, like, Carol something. Yes. I don't know, a factoid, an olive from a martini. Chocolate-shaped record. Yeah. Chocolate-shaped lesbians in the record shop. Yes. The, yes. What did you think of the record shop scene with the two best background actors of all time? The, the best, best background actors of all time. And I was digging sort of the, the record clerk and just the whole setup. I love we him. love him. We love him. He's the only yeah. good male character in the whole movie. Yeah, we stand. Yeah, we. Yeah, he's a delight. There's him, and then there's the guy who says that Carol's train set has been delivered. Those are the only two. <laughs> it's been delivered. Forgivable <laughs> men in the film, uh, but yeah, delightful. A delightful man who's selling her a record. We, we, we know especially that Triangle Man is not allowed in the record store. Oh, yeah. He's just standing outside. He's he too to wait outside. Too straight. No, he, he, doesn't, he, doesn't appreci- he doesn't appreciate the arts. Who is your favorite mm, non-Therese Carol Abbey? Like, outside sort of the pantheon we've discussed, Ooh. like, who's your favorite woman? If I may begin, I love the lady who is not a clock <laughs> at the hotel where Tommy Two Time is. I'm not a clock. Seven o'clock, nine o'clock. I'm not a clock. I'm not a clock, lady. Oh, my God. She's. We've talked at length about her. I love her. (laughs) We love her. I want scenes with just her and Carrie Brownstein somehow. Make it happen. Yeah. She's still wearing her outfit from the night before, the, like, New Year's outfit. And (laughs) I, you know, it's, oh, that's so hard. I I had a real highlight today with, I mean, I don't like her, but I love every time she's on screen, Florence. Carol's oh, maid, um, yeah. Carol's maid, who is obviously hates Carol, yes, <laughs> and is like so offended by Carol's lifestyle. Yep. Yeah, prays on but a rosary about of, it. Surely, I kind of love. I love her. 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 Her acting. Her character is is yes. is, is is was a highlight for me this time. Yeah, I just have a note here that says Belle of Chicago ham. Yes. Oh my God. There's so much canned <laughs> ham that they're so proud of in this. <laughs> it's in a display case. It was the peak era for canned ham. It's in the display case, and it's and on top of the display case. And Therese oh, like two? picks it up 
and like plays with it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're in Chicago. They're going to play with the Chicago ham. It's a big ham town in Chicago. Is that true? That's true. I've been to Chicago. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I also, my other thing that I noticed (laughs) this time, I've noticed before, but I wanted to bring special attention to, is Mm -hmm. when when Carol comes into the shop, she's there to buy a doll, a specific doll, and she mentions the doll. Right, Betsy. Bright Betsy and Therese says, oh, oh yeah, it cries and wets itself. And, and, the, wets and her eyes, when she goes, and wets itself, are like, <laughs> like I'm not going to have children. It's <laughs> basically what those eyes say. It's like, you get it. I love you. Yeah. My, the other note I have that I noticed is that at the end of the movie, Therese goes to the party with, uh, to Phil's party, Phil McElroy's party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. she is overdressed. She's wearing like a, a, a cool skirt suit. That she yeah. wears to dinner with Carol. Everyone else is in like like button downs and, and poodle skirts and shit. Um, <laughs> it's what she wore to work. It's a real sunset, right? But she she doesn't fit in. She is overdressed. Yeah. Carol earlier in the film goes to that party that Harge invites her to, and she's underdressed. She talks about how she's underdressed. Everyone is wearing prom dresses, as we've talked about before. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Harge's mother is looking <gasps> at her, being mad that she's not wearing something fancier, and so. They both don't fit into society. Mm-hmm. And specifically, Therese is now not fitting into society because she's accepted that she's a lesbian. She is. She is. That's how I feel at most parties. Snaps, snaps. But then she goes to Carol's party, which is not really a lesbian-scented room. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. Although we've decided that it's a gay club, even though it is. <laughs> yeah, we, we've, we've said it because yeah. she, she says, um, I'm meeting some friends that I think you would like, which has to be code for something. Yeah. They're all photographers. Are you freaked out about the fact that we have like half the movie memorized? Are you impressed? No, I mean, this is about what I expected. Like, I assumed you wouldn't do a year-long podcast about Carol to bring yourself around on Carol. Maybe after 52 viewings, I'll finally like it. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean, Mm. I have devoted the last three years to Cats 2019, so I'm in no position to judge anyway. Oh, my God. Fair. A good... Yeah, you said you're working on a... On a, 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 a an accompaniment I to it? I just imagine, it's something my partner keeps pushing me to do, but you know, I wish I remember the name of the guy, but there was a guy who would just stand in front of a screening of Showgirls and just mm. pause it and just mm. point out something and then resume. And that's where I'm at whenever I show cats to anybody anyway. I'm yeah. just, you know, he's encouraging me to write these things down. Um, I would, I would attend. I would Absolutely. attend. Yeah, there's going to be I a hymnal, that. I'm sure. Yeah, incompetent white male protagonist. Like, there, it's going to yeah. all come out eventually. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm uh, so here for it. Um, closing thoughts on the movie Carol. Uh, would you see this movie again? What are your thoughts? Would you recommend it? Oh, it's a new Christmas tradition, almost certainly. Mm-hmm. I don't know for whom, but yeah, I, I think I think more people need to see it. Um. I appreciated the soundtrack as overstated as it it felt like you know, Harp Glissando's was the, the soundtrack saying, Harold, they're lesbians, you know, kind of. Yeah, it was where I was at with it, but, you know. Um, do you have any concerns or advice for us, your friends who are going to watch this movie 48 more times? Um, hmm, I don't. I don't know that I I don't I don't see myself in a position to advise you because I again I'm okay. on the slippery slope towards Cat's Town, towards the butthole cut. Yeah. yeah, really, I think knock on as many doors as possible about this Kate Beaton and or Carrie Brownstein thing. Yeah, um, just yes. get just doing investigative work seems to be our calling. Is what you're saying? You think that's the yeah? Work I think that we need it's to do. sort of we a call mix this of Carol Detective. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, the Car- the Carol Air Detective Agency. Absolutely. Oh, th- that's another good segment is, um, mm-hmm. Molly, how are you going to be your own Carol this week? Yes, hashtag be your own Carol. Oh, I'm definitely going to practice that move she did um, when they were spending time at her house where she just levitated off the floor without using her hands. It's captivating. <laughs> what are you talking about? She, she's standing on a stepladder. Is that what you mean? When she's... To put a star on the top of the tree? Is that what no, you when, mean? No, when, or... when uh, Therese is playing piano and she kind of is oh. drawn to it and she just yoink off the floor like Tigger, just boink. Um, oh, she stands up really fast. Like, is that? The yeah, deal? we have to and watch like, this again with I, I, no exertion her, whatsoever. Is she just oh. like, yeah? The the it's it's just I watch it on a loop. I swear, it's that was like okay. that was one of the I gifts mean, that I I caught ahead of the movie, and it's it, every loop gets better. All right, well, just we're gonna have pay to attention watch to her Carol again. Yeah, yeah, forty seven more times. All right, that'll be our big assignment. That'll be our biggest. You should have a yeah. tally in your house somewhere. You should like chalk this down, mm-hmm. or like a you know I mean, bubble we... wrap, one of those bubble wrap calendars. They just don't, pop maybe a they'll just get a tattoo of it. Uh, just every week, just do a little. <laughs> yeah. Another Carol. We'll just um, get a glove every week. You know what you should do? Gloves. Seriously, you should get a little Christmas tree, and every week just put a new little orb on it. And oh, then at the end, yeah. you'll have fifty-two little orbs. And you can new... get started right away because you got to put five orbs on there. Absolutely. Just the thing you notice that week, just write it on the bulb and stick it on there. I would, I would love that. I would yeah. love. I would absolutely love that. And and you folks listening at home, try it. Try it yourself. <laughs> absolutely, Molly. Is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners about? Would you like to plug anything? Um, not particularly, but if if you insist, um, my website is mollylewis.wtf, and that has not current, but at least accurate information. You have a great stream on Sundays, someday in the... I do. I'm a Twitch streamer now. This occupies more of my time than other things. Um, We watch Yule Hauser, the straightest man in the planet. No, that's not true at all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There are are straighter men. I've met them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and you're delightful. Your your song, Pantsuit Sasquatch, has over a million streams on Spotify. Yes, unaccountably so. So, so yeah, you want more more female angst, um, then that's uh, that's yeah. where you go. My song, Pantsuit Sasquatch. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, and I'm so, so we, we delighted episode... to have been here. Thank you, thank you so much for coming. I will say we end every episode with a quote from the movie. Did you have a favorite quote? What's The only one I wrote down was, quote, long out of space. I Don't be a stoop is very good, though. Oh, don't be a stoop. Don't be a stoop. Don't be That's a, a good stoop. message for everybody to take into your week. As we always say at the end of the podcast. <laughs> don't be a stoop. Don't be a stoop. Don't be don't a be stoop. stoop. <laughs> thank you, Molly Lewis. Thank you. Thank you, Laser. Thank you, Alice. And most of all, thank you, Carol. Living for you is easy living. The Best Idea of All Time is hosted by Laser and Alice. Our theme song is Easy Livin', as recorded by Flower Links. You can find more information about them in our show notes. The show is edited and produced by me, Alice. Our website is bestidea.gay. And if you have thoughts about the podcast, the movie Carol, or anything else you want to talk about, you can email us at askmethings at bestidea.gay. 
the best idea of all time will return next week. The good news is we look great. We do look great. <laughs> podcast, podcast. A little song about podcasts. What a podcast. It's a podcast. A podcast for all your friends. Hello, Molly.